Before we start the episode, Course Stories is going to be at OLC Innovate this year in Tennessee. We hope you'll join us. Here's the dates and times that you can see us, Ricardo and myself, and join conversations and be recorded in a live episode. We'll be in a discovery session on Thursday from 1.15 to 2 p.m. in the presidential lobby, and we will be in the Jackson D room on Friday the 21st, 9.45 in the morning to start everything off for the last day. Please join us. Join the conversation. We look forward to meeting you in person. Welcome to Course Stories, produced by the instructional design and new media team of Ed Plus at Arizona State University. In this podcast, we tell an array of course design stories alongside other ASU Online designers and faculty. On today's course story, maximize your elevator time. I had some of the best conversations in the elevator with people about their courses. That's the best part about a conference. It's not just inside the session. It's everything that happens outside the session as well. That is so true. My first night getting uh, into OLC, saw three people playing Magic the Gathering, which is a card game. (laughs) Um, Just sat down and started playing Magic the Gathering with three other attendees. One of them actually works for OLC, so I was able to like make a connection there and have a friend in Florida now, maximizing all the time, really. Very cool. I'm going to have to learn how to play magic. I don't. It's very fun. (laughs) Hi, I'm Mary Loader, an instructional designer from ASU Online. I'm Ricardo Leon. I'm a media specialist at the same place. Yeah, we work together. Let's get on with the show. Okay. Hey, Mary. Hey, Ricardo. How's it going? It's going pretty good. How about you? I'm good. Just got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, no joke, right? Oh, February. Who knew it was so busy? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do something a little different today, right, Mary? We're not, we Totally. Don't... This was planned beforehand, well, well before yesterday or even Friday. Right, ladies? This was oh, yeah. so planned. <laughs> <laughs> Who are these ladies that you're referring to? Well, we have the illustrious Elizabeth Lee. Elizabeth, soon to be not Lee. Congratulations. Oh, congratulations. And then we have the ever well-known on this podcast, Tamara Mitchell. She's a superstar over here. (laughs) You guys keep, I just keep coming back. Thank God you (laughs) keep saying yes. Whether I'm invited or not, I just keep showing up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're talking to them today because we're currently preparing to go to the Online Learning Consortium's Innovate Conference. And you ladies were picked to go to Accelerate back in November. And we want to hear all about your experience to help inform our experience. I hope you guys don't mind that we're going to cheat, borrow, and steal anything we can that worked well. We'll be out there for the in-person versions. They have an online version Mm -hmm. in the first week of April. So Mm -hmm. if you haven't signed up for that, the online version is great. It's definitely worth it. It's less money to go to that than it is to go to the in-person, but the in-person includes the online. So I'll be definitely lurking in as many sessions as I can. But the in-person version is the week of the 18th of April. And Mm -hmm. we're presenting two times. One is for like a discovery session. So you can just come get to know us. We've got some fun activities you can participate in. Uh, That's on Thursday. So on the 20th, we will be doing our discovery session, our poster session. And that's come and go as you want, because there's going to be a lot of good stuff going on in the Mm -hmm. discovery session. And we will be recording some impromptu interviews as well. So if you've got a course story to share with us, we'd love for you to come by and and share those with us. And if you don't know what you want to record and you want to think about it, we're also going to allow for like Dropbox submissions Mm -hmm. with your cell phone. Because honestly, that's how we do our remote recording. Tamara and Liz are recording from home right now. They're recording on their cell phone using like their voice memo app. And they're just going to email the file to us. It's an MP3 file. And then we're going to, you know, compile it with what we're doing here in the studio. Yeah. You will have no idea except that I just told you 
all of the magic, but that can happen at the OLC too. The days of using Zoom recordings for podcasts are over because they're just no good. They don't match up with what we record in the studio. The synchronization is all off. So we've totally got a new method to record directly to cell phones. That's right. Very high tech. Record separate. (laughs) Send us the file. So then Uh, what are we doing on the 20th? On the 21st. 20. Friday. First. The 21st. Friday the 21st. Not the 13th, the 21st. We're going to be doing a conversation, not a presentation in one of the bigger rooms. So definitely find us. We're one of the first presentations, I mean, conversations of the day. Mm -hmm. It'll be a great one. We're going to be talking about core stories in part in case you don't know about us. But if you're listening, you know about us. But if they don't know about us, we'll be giving a brief background and then starting to discuss and unpack why podcasting might be a good way to disseminate information. Or why sharing these core stories, you know, in a less formal way, not even just on our podcast, but just in general, how that can benefit you. Yeah. Okay. Enough about us. Enough about us. Let's talk to our guests. Hello. Hello. (laughs) So tell us about your presentation. Our presentation was actually on using imagineering concepts to create core stories within your course or turning your course into an interactive course experience. So we looked at some common things that Tamara and I have noticed as big Disney fans from going to the parks or Mm -hmm. reading Disney content, kind of just being generally obsessed with it and seeing some really neat connections and things that we could borrow to pull into our course to create a little bit of Disney magic and Disney experience in the classroom. So you also made custom Disney ears for the two of you to wear. Is that correct? (laughs) I did. I'm a huge Disney fan. So one of the things I'll do as a part of like my, I'm also a big costumer. So as a Disney costume, Disney fan, I like to make matching custom ears. So I made some cute maroon ears with a gold bow to match Mm. uh, the fact that we were representing ASU at OLC and uh, at Disney World. It was at Disney World. So that was uh, a huge part of it, too. Yeah. So that's what we're up against. (laughs) They were beautiful. It was crazy because when I was wearing the ears, I had so many people come up and say, where did you buy those? (laughs) So Liz could make quite a bit of money (laughs) selling all of those ears. It, would, um, it could be a cool side gig, but we'll, we'll yeah. see. I'm, I'm more focused on educating and instructional design in the moment. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the thing I liked about our presentation, too, was we took the lens of instructional design and we paired that with principles that Disney was using. So we focused on things like authentic assessment and storytelling and learning-centered course design, things that we know work. And then we use Disney as an example. So it was kind of a fun thing. There were people who loved Disney and people who hated Disney (laughs) in our workshop. I thought that was funny. One person, you know, said, well, we're really not here for Disney, but we're here for the the principles. And so at least they were honest. But we had I think we had a pretty good time, didn't we, Liz? Yeah, absolutely. And I think the other thing that's kind of fun um, and kind of is like a, a... storytelling like experience in general is like if you can take something that people are familiar with and then kind of bring it and pair it with something that they might be less familiar with or something that is a newer topic to them you can really kind of start using storytelling in that way or experience in that way to help bridge some of that knowledge gap so it's one of the things that we were excited to do and what's nice is even if you're not familiar with Disney you've been to a theme park or you know of Disney or you know of this thing and can kind of make those connections and 
and see how they are related. Yeah. For the listener who might not know, uh, what is an Imagineer? Oh, yeah. Great question. <laughs> an Imagineer is, a lot of people think it's a term that's coined by Disney. And we've actually done a little bit of research into this, and it's actually a term from World War II from an aluminum company. And it's the concept of taking engineering concepts and imagination to create new ideas and not getting stuck in the rut of your typical processing. It's just a way to kind of get you out of the box. And there's just some, a handful of principles that I think are really cool and can help us, especially in online learning design, where we can get kind of stuck in our favorite ways of assessing an assignment or building a module and encouraging people to think outside of the box and have that imaginary piece seems really relevant for us. And it also means pushing the needle forward. So when we look at Disney, Disney was the first, one of the first companies to pilot Technicolor. They, their song and audio production was um, very, very cutting edge for their time. And so, you know, a little bit like what we're using our cell phones instead of Zoom, we're willing to use the best technology for the, to fit the, the bill. And so, so in your course, what that means is, is you're taking everything that you have available to you, you and you're using the best fit and you're being brave with what you're willing to use and what you're willing to try. And so I think that there's this kind of imagineer in each one of us when we're looking at what, what's going to be the best experience for our students. Well, now speaking of brave, okay, so you're at the OLC, you have a room that you're presenting to. How many times did you guys present, by the way? Was it just the one time or did you guys also have a discovery session or something else? We had a discovery session as well. And so the discovery session was more on learner choice and learning paths. And we actually built three different interactives for people to play with the concepts that we were using. And so it was it was fun. We got a pretty high rating for our discovery session because of the interactives and the discussion. It was fun. Oh my God, they judge you? There's like a survey? They have it. Yeah. yeah, they have surveys. <laughs> Do you get a crown or something at the end of it? Or just not shamed publicly? We got, we got Mickey ears, so. Wow. <laughs> well, that's because of Liz. Liz. Was ears. <laughs> yeah. I think what they use it for is that they use Use the ratings to uh, give out like superlatives, like awards, like best in track or best in topic or, or something like that, which is kind of fun, but also kind of scary because going into it, we did not realize that that was going to be a thing. A lot of people who attended our sessions weren't really well informed with. I, I would I would make it a part of your session to invite people to fill out the form. Okay. Because they, you know, they're supposed to on the way out the door be reminded, but by the time you're walking away from something, the last thing you're gonna do is pull out your device again. Especially when there's like five people sharing a table and you're like in rapid fire trying to learn about so many different things in one space. I would forget what anyone right. asked me to do. So that's a good thank you. Good piece of ad- advice. Yeah. We're writing that one down. Remind people to fill out the survey and mm-hmm. to give you five stars. Yes. yes. <laughs> Lead the witness. <laughs> they also didn't say that bribery was not allowed. We're so bring chocolates stuff. or candies or something. Because there was a couple of sessions where they were like, here is a candy and here is the QR code to fill out our survey. Brilliant. So. Did. Brilliant. We should have done that. Liz, we, we should, should have. have. That. You didn't yeah. even have we, to. You still why, got a why good Why waste rating. time on interactives? We could have just brought chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> we plan to cheat, unlike you. You did it the right way. And we plan to just give things to people. Stop by Core Stories Discovery Session. <laughs> for chocolate, apparently. <laughs> well, there will I'll be buy chocolate. Candy. We'll see what we see if we got there a budget line for chocolate. <laughs> So that's great. So what are some other tips for IDs who are thinking about going and presenting at conferences like these? 
I, you know, honestly, I would say our biggest thing is we had such, we had so many big ideas and we tried to shove it all into one short kind of a 45 minutes, an hour long session. And we uh, didn't pace ourselves as well because we just had so much stuff. So I think our big takeaway was to kind of break it down and focus more and have more interactive opportunities rather than just like talking at people, mm-hmm. um, giving people time to ask questions or not saving all the interactives till the end and spacing it out in between each concept. Yeah, I think I think what Liz is saying, and I just want to build on this, is we had a pre-show and a post-show because Disney does that. So we were one, very, oh. one of the few people that the second you walk through that door, you were engaged in something. So yes. that was a lot of fun oh, cool. and people loved it. People absolutely loved that. But when we were ready to get down to business, Liz and I decided next time if we do this conference, we're going to do some voting as far as what topics they want to go on and turn it into a choose your own adventure. Oh, and then we could have kind of pared everything down. And so we redesigned our session after we were done. <laughs> so <laughs> we, we sat through it and, and I, I, we got good reviews. I think people really, really enjoyed it. I think, like she said, it was we had to be at a very high level. We couldn't get down into the the details of it because they tell you it's a 45-minute session, but in reality, it's more like a 25, 30-minute session sure. by the time everything is said and done. So it's a little different. That's fair because there's really like greeting time and people getting settled and then questions. So it really isn't 45 minutes. And luckily, we don't have a presentation. I say luckily, but maybe it's not. I don't well, know. Well, it's one of the big wrinkles on this is this is going to be an episode of Core Stories it at is. the end of the day. Live so recorded. We'll see how that goes. Our recording. So we have to kind of figure out how to build in these interactivities into something that's still listenable as a thing. And meaningful. Like I, our hope is to walk away with more Core Stories than we've produced over the three seasons of Core Stories, but from a variety <laughs> of perspectives and lenses, right? Because people who come to the OLC, it's not all higher ed, is it? No. No, you've yeah, got K-12 ed corporate as well. Yeah. So, so this is going to be interesting because the, yeah. the kind of stories that'll be told will be different than what we're used to. And mm-hmm. I think actually super beneficial to kind of tell stories from other genres genres, if you will. I was going to add, it's also not all online because I actually accidentally went to a couple of sessions on hybrid learning. I was like, oh, this is really (laughs) neat information, but I work for online only, so it's not quite as applicable. So although for you guys, that could be really interesting getting to chat with people who also do the hybrid side, Mm -hmm. if that's something that you guys are talking about. Absolutely. And just as a tip, they have session tracks. So if you want to look at the session tracks, it'll tell you this is for this and this is for that. So you can find an online only track if you wanted. That's definitely the one I'll be following. I will definitely be watching as many sessions as I can that are for the online track. Because like you said, Liz, like that's what we do. So it's nice Mm -hmm. to learn from others and how they do it. So we can kind of, again, cheat, borrow and steal. Highest form of flattery. (laughs) Maximize your maximize your elevator time. I had some of the best conversations in the elevator with people about their courses and just all sorts of randomness. So yeah. Um, I, that's the best part about a conference. It's not just inside the session. It's everything that happens outside the session as well. That is so true. My first night getting uh, into OLC, uh, I was walking through the uh, uh, hotel lobby, saw three people playing Magic the Gathering, which is a card game, um, <laughs> just sat down and started playing Magic the Gathering with three other attendees. One of them actually works for OLC, so I was able to like make a connection there and have a friend in Florida now. So that's kind of cool. So maximizing all the time, really. Very cool. I'm going to have to learn how to play Magic. 
I don't. It's very fun. <laughs> we'll be tapping you for a second episode off season uh, yeah, around how to play magic. Magic the Gathering. Yeah, Magic the Gathering. Like, that's also a great Magic the Gathering pun because you do tap your creatures and cards to play. So I didn't even know like that. You have a little knowledge already. Dang, look at that. That was just kismet. There's levels of nerddom that you don't even know you have, Mary. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been told. And now I know. We've talked, we've covered presentation. We've covered like how to maximize your time going to sessions, how to make connections. Is there any other uh, tips that you can give us before we let you guys go? Have a way to stay in contact with people after the session. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether you're going to use LinkedIn, I mean, maybe you need a Core Stories Twitter group or something like that. Maybe mm-hmm. something needs to happen so that people, the conversation continues after. So as long as they've got a way to continue the conversation after, I think that's a that's a good takeaway. That's a really good idea. Then we'll actually get some use out of our Twitter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And those are actually really well attended, the Twitter pages during conferences. I've noticed that like that's the active social space during a conference. Oh. So we should definitely do that. Great idea, Tamara. Liz, any other takeaways? Any things we should know to be successful? How do you get a sword on to carry on? Anything like that? Do you want to make a Sears? Whatever. <laughs> um, gosh, I you know, I haven't done the sword as a carry on thing. I think you do have to put those under the plane. But um, I... <laughs> I think my big thing is I tried to make a list of all the sessions beforehand that I wanted to go to and made myself a little schedule. Can't say that I really stuck to it because I would find out about other cool things that were going on, but Mm -hmm. it at least helped me get a sense of all the different sessions that were out there. And it is very hard to pick and choose because you'll find a lot that happen at the exact same time or ones that are happening during your presentation. Oh, that's happening. Yes. Brendan Lake is presenting at our during. During. Not at during our discovery session time, and I was mm. like so bummed. Oh, that's like I want to see it all. What, what's the app game like for Elsie? The app, it's I, great. Yeah, some I, conference I, I apps are great, app and they tell you you can schedule everything. Yeah, I use that app all the time to be able to go from session to session. I would say that they've updated the app for this next conference because there were some bugs in the last conference. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and so I think they've resolved those. They, they, if you log in a certain way, you can't save your sessions that happened last time, but it's, oh. it's, I think it's better this time uh, from what I hear. Liz, you didn't have any problems though with your sessions. Was I the only one that had issues with mine when I logged in? Yeah, I think I think I was I was fine with the app. The app was great. They didn't have a map though. That was the hardest part. Mm. Is that no one had a map of where everything was at. So a lot of it was uh, the first two days was getting familiar with what floor I was on, where I was at, and what direction I needed to go into. So hopefully that your app will have some sort of a, a map of where the various rooms are. Just put on your master escape room artist, and um, we found out at the very end that. Each floor was a different, it was the world and the the bottom floor were the seas, the middle floor were the lands and the upper floor were the hemispheres. Hmm. And so once we figured that out, we could find our way around. So if there's a method to the madness of the conference, just try to try to use your inner escape. I think there is because there's like, there's rooms by president. We'll figure this out. We'll get together and we'll game plan. before. Oh, they are. Yeah. Yeah. Figure the pattern. Yes. I think you're right. That's exactly what we need to do is like memorize the genre, memorize the category not yeah. genre figure puzzle through what it is <laughs> we'll draw a map yeah. thanks to our last episode we'll know exactly how to map it out right so mary you're on magic the gathering duty Shoot. and mapping out the <laughs> conference <laughs> okay i'm gonna ask my kids about magic magic and cartography yes. actually those go together and then you can tell people in your session and that's going to be their best cartography 
That'll be their best takeaway if you could tell people in your session. Well, I don't know if you noticed this pattern, but ours is the last session of the day. Well, maybe well, that's maybe oh, we last. we can do the uh, the whole show starts before the show starts and and do a map thing or something like oh, that. What, what did you guys do for your for your yeah. kind of start and ending? bookends to, to keep the show we going had disney music playing uh because that's oh. uh we one of the things that we talk about is kind of creating like an ambiance through the various senses and our, our presentation how you can use various elements as storytelling so we tried to set up the story with uh, some great disney music and some fun disney trivia cool and we cool. used we we activated learning schemas by talking about their own experience with amusement parks whether it's disney or in another amusement park and and people got excited they were so happy to share all of their stories. As a matter of fact, we had a, a gentleman who attended who actually won. He rode one of the Disney rides when it was part of like the World Fair before it was moved over to Disney World. Oh, I mean, this, this guy, so, cool. so much history and so much knowledge in that room. It was fun. I feel like we were learning from each other. Awesome. That's great. We look forward to it. You guys are yeah. going to make this a lot better for us uh, than we were going to make it for us. So we're really yeah. <laughs> no, it's really this is a you. lot of really great stuff. Uh, yeah. Now, now we just need to figure out how to, where to get barbecue from after the. Oh conference. my gosh, that's brilliant! <laughs> that's brilliant. <laughs> thank you, ladies. We really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Of course, thank you. You're welcome. Good luck with your session. Course Stories is available wherever you listen to podcasts. You can reach us at coursestories at asu.edu. Course Stories is produced by the Instructional Design and New Media team at EdPlus at Arizona State University. If you're an instructor at ASU Online, tell us your course story and we may feature it in a future episode. Thanks for listening. <laughs>